Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Aspire podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Emma Sibley. Emma Sibley, would you believe it, jumped into a assistant youth ministry role at St. Paul's Castle Hill at the ripe age of 20 years old. I remember that when she got the job and she told me when we were at work, because we used to work together at an education company, and I was super excited for her. And since then, I thought I'd reach out to her and just hear how it's going, being an assistant youth minister. She's obviously a couple years older now. And I just was really interested to hear her story of how she transitioned so swiftly from studying high school teaching to going into ministry. So I'm super excited to share with you her story now. Enjoy. Emma, I'm so happy to have you on. I'm so keen to hear what's been happening with you the last few years and, yeah. and how you've aspired into ministry. Before we get there, though, Tell everyone, what what are you actually doing at St. Paul's Castle Hill mm. as an assistant youth minister? What does that look like for you? Yeah, uh, every day is so different. And I find this question like one of the hardest to answer because it's always so varied. Uh, but essentially, I work four days a week at St. Paul's and I help run the youth ministry. So my main role is looking after and partially caring for the leadership team. Um, I help out on Sundays. Uh, we have a service that's dedicated to the youth, so do preaching there. I uh, run a program called M28, which is a youth 13 program for students leaving Crossfire, uh, which is our youth ministry, into our young adults ministry, uh, and all sorts of things, uh, mission trips, youth camps, leaders retreats, um, and just everything in between. It's just a wild ride, to be honest. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a lot. That's that's really yeah. cool. Tell us a little bit about when you first became a Christian and mm. how, and, and at what point did ministry come on the radar? Mm. Um, honestly, it didn't come on the radar for a long time. Um, I, <laughs> I, I grew up in a... Christian family. Um, I loved church. I was that classic kids church kid who knew all the answers um, and like one of the longest reigning kids there type of thing. And I, yeah, I loved church, but it wasn't ever something that appealed to me. Um, but I think I had a sneaking suspicion from a young age that it may be something that I end up in uh, just from conversations with people or people saying things or, um, yeah, even prophesying over me, but me sort of not believing it and being like, no, 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 like I want to do something different. I want to be a teacher or I want to, you know, just do something that I thought was substantial maybe. Um, and then God just clearly changed that path. And it wasn't until this role was put in front of me that I actually considered doing ministry. Um, and it wasn't even something I really wanted. But now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh, here we go, God. Like, <laughs> you put me here and you clearly want to do something. That's really cool. So it wasn't even something that you thought you were going to do necessarily, but then the position came mm. up. Before, though, we get into going into youth men at uh, St. Paul's, mm. St. Paul's Castle Hill, talk us through what you did before that. So you did some study, Sasha doing yeah. some study. Yeah. What, what was that and why did you choose to go into that? Yeah. So I did uh, a U13, or it's not really U13, it's just like a young adult course at Sydney Missionary Bible College uh, called The Bridge, and it gave me 
it was like doing a diploma of theology, but in a way that was sort of helpful for younger people, I guess. Um, and so I did that in my first year of school. And once again, I feel like this is going to be a common theme. Um, I did not want to do that. <laughs> um, the bridge came to this like school expo and I spoke to one of the main guys. And um, for some reason, it just stayed with me. Um, and I remember just talking to God being like, I don't want to go to Bible college. Like, I want to go to uni. I want to finish my degree. That's not something I'm interested in doing. And he just kept putting it on my heart. Um, and so I reluctantly applied. Um, my dad dragged me to the orientation because he was like, Emma, you need to know what you're doing. And I was like, I don't want to go. Um, I went. And I honestly was in such a bad mood being there. I was a horrible person to be around that day because I was like, I don't want to do this, God. I was sort of like Jonah. Um, and then I rocked up to it on the first week. I didn't enjoy it for the first week because I was still angry that I was there. Um, but then very slowly, God, like, he softened my heart and it was very clear that this is exactly where he wanted me. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't say my journey into Bible college and ministry was a I don't know a typical one where I felt called I sort of just was like oh fine God I know this is what you want me to do <laughs> um but yeah and then I am currently so I finished my diploma of theology but I'm currently doing education degree at university um because that's something I'm considering as well mm. that's really cool so it, it's that's interesting how you you, you you weren't sure if you really wanted to do that and yet you just felt like God was putting it on your heart in your words. So he was sort of nag like nagging you in a way, not nagging you, but sort of tagging away at you thinking, hey, maybe this is something you should do. What was the turning point? I know you mentioned that there was a mm. there was a time, but talk us about talk us through that turning point or turn or particular couple of moments that that, that yeah. made you shift from that mindset of I don't want to do this, but actually no, I think I do. Yeah. Um for Bible college or ministry? Just ministry in general in that year, that, that, that gap year yeah. after high school. I can't really pinpoint an exact time. I think, after honestly, it was pretty quick. After the first week, which was sort of just like orientation stuff, I didn't want to be there because I thought that Bible college was just for, like, obscure people, <laughs> which is not true. There were so many amazing people there. But I just had this assumption. Um, and then I guess I just started to hear the teaching and learn from the lecturers and start to think about ministry and learn about God and my heart was changed. Um, yeah, just I think God has a really unique way of settling you and giving you peace when you're in the calling that he's given you. Um, and although I knew, although I was frustrated and I didn't want to do it, I knew he wanted me to and so I did it knowing and trusting that eventually he would make me okay with it because I don't think we have a God that is like, I'm going to put you through discomfort and make you experience this the whole way. Um, I think that, yes, it was uncomfortable at first. I didn't want to do it, but I was confident that he would change my heart or clearly lead me out. Um, and he just did just that, like pretty quickly. I was keen on being there and excited about learning about the word. I got really hungry to know more about the Bible and what he has to say. So, yeah, I think that's sort of the change. Mm. So good. So good. <laughs> then after that, you decided to do some education study. Mm -hmm. 
how did how did that come about? Thinking, I know mm. you, you mentioned how you're sort of doing both in a way. Yeah. Why education? Do you feel like you wanted to do it? Was it because mm. you wanted to do education before your your theological aspirations? Or? Mm. Um, I have always been interested in teaching. So when I was in high school, I was gonna I was convinced I was gonna be like an early childhood teacher, look after the young kids, and then I realised. I hated young kids, <laughs> so moved <laughs> to the other, the other end of the spectrum to high school. And then I was really, I'm really passionate about modern history and English, and so I wanted to learn more about that. And so I actually deferred uni for that year, so I knew I was going to be doing education. And then while I was at Bible College, um, I became really interested in mission and um, cross cultural mission, and I decided to do that degree because I knew that. There are many countries that you can't get into without having a degree of some sort. Um, and education is an awesome one to have when going overseas because, um, one, you can be a teacher, you can teach missionary kids, or you can use it as a cover. <laughs> and so I decided to continue doing that. Um, and I've kept doing it because it still gives me that option. And it also opens up doors of chaplaincy. It opens up lots of doors because, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure where God is leading me in ministry. So I like, um, and I could end up being a teacher because I also love that. So I didn't want to close those doors. Um, and, yeah, especially that I think mission really drove me initially to actually start the degree because I was like, I really want to have the option to go overseas with a degree. As you Emma, reflect on the uh, bridge program that you did at SMBC. Mm. What was something that it perhaps taught you about yourself, that one year of sort of intensive time spent studying theology, mm. uh, being with another cohort of sort of like-minded people in that space between finishing school but knowing that there's mm. a little bit of certainty about what you'd do the following year given that you'd deferred your uni studies? What, what did it teach you about yourself? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um I learned a lot, I think, about trusting the plan that God has for me, but also being okay not knowing that plan. And I think that's just what trust is. Um, I guess I learned a lot about trusting God in the day by day. I, I think mm. God only asks us to trust him, you know, today. Uh, and obviously we can trust him with our future, but all we can do is what we have right now. And so... Trusting in him um, and taking steps slowly and just in obedience to him to the best of my ability. And if I took a step that I thought was maybe not the right one, um, just coming to him and asking him where he wanted me to go. I think, um, yeah, during that gap year I spent, uh, I ended up being extremely busy because I, you know, was doing Bible college, but I also decided to just work so much. And I think um, that also taught me a lot about, um, like in hindsight more, I'm like, it taught me a lot about, yeah, that trust aspect. That I need to trust God with all of that I have um, because I think I spent a lot of time that you worrying about, and I think this is probably a common theme for people who go to Bible college, is worrying about money because there's like no time to work. Um, but just trusting God with my life 
including, yeah, you know, working and what it looks like to be at Bible college and the time constraints and things like that. But, yeah, definitely I think overarching theme was trusting him with everything and also trusting, yeah, that he's piecing my life together the way he wants it to be pieced together. Yeah, That's really cool. Hey, when you told me you were jumping into the youthman role, we mm. were both at Elevate working in the education company, as I said. And um, what? How old were you at the time? If I don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you were uh, roughly my age. What, 20, 21, 20, 22? I would have been. I would have been twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Cool. H- how yeah. was that as a twenty-year-old thinking about okay, youth ministry, jumping straight in as a, as a twenty-year-old? Yeah. T- tell us about the experience, like what that was like on the ground, mm. moving into the team at St. Paul's Castle Hill, yeah, growing confidence and whatnot in that role. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. I think I wasn't expecting to be in ministry. So I think because I wasn't, you know, looking for a job or anything like that. And um, I sort of just fell into this position. I mean, I didn't have a lot of time to worry about whether I was old enough. <laughs> um I didn't have time to think about whether I had the maturity because I'd clearly been trusted that I did. And so I I think it's been interesting. I think it's been way easier, though, than I thought uh, because I w- God wouldn't have put me in this position if I wasn't ready, I don't think. Um, and I also am extremely blessed with the team around me. So uh, my boss, Pat Jones, he is, so supportive of me. He backs me 100%. He empowers me. Um, and same as my senior minister at the church I uh, work at, he is constantly empowering me and is so supportive of younger leaders, um, you know, stepping into ministry and going in their gifts. Uh, I think another aspect was, you know, all of the leaders I'm leading were my close friends. And so I I remember stepping into the role being a bit concerned about what that might do to my friendships. Um, But it ended up being that I think God had set up my life in a way that stepping into that role wasn't a huge deal uh, because he'd organized it. Um, And so it meant that when I stepped into that role, yes, I'm young, but people don't see me as a young, you know, baby trying (laughs) trying to make her way into ministry. They trust that God has put me there. And um, I think people also like uh, hearing from young people, not everyone, but they like hearing that different perspective. So it's been interesting and there's been challenges. Like there's definitely a challenge in leading the people that you're closest to because there's an element where you can't share everything with Mm. them. Um, And that definitely has difficulties. But uh, ultimately it hasn't been that bad. being a young woman is a bit of a different story, I think. Um, mm. Tell us about that, Emma. Yeah. Oh, man. I think being a young woman in ministry, um, people can be really supportive of it. However, I think that sometimes that support comes out of a place of um, it not being a threat. <laughs> it sounds so funny. Um, and it may be like harsh language. But I think in my church in particular, I, my, the staff team has been nothing but supportive and loving and wanting to grow me in my 
abilities um, and my gifts. But it's definitely been interesting in other areas. Um, I think a lot of people find it hard to believe that I'm employed at church. I get asked if I'm an intern a lot. Um, <laughs> and people knowing I work at church will assume I'm an intern a lot. Um, I think, yeah, in different scenarios, like I think people can perhaps um, doubt maybe if you're qualified or things like that. Um, and that's just my experience. Occasionally it hasn't been an overarching mm. theme, but just here and there. Um, so I feel really blessed that I've had that experience because I know lots of young women who haven't. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a journey and even just a mental journey, I think, um, because, you know, I think sometimes we have perceived assumptions of what people might think and they may not necessarily be true. And so it's working through those as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And you mentioned how God arranged for you to get this position. And mm. you mean by that that the position, they, they sort of came to you and asked if you would do it. Is that right? Mm. And was that part of what gave you the confidence to sort of navigate mm. people being cynical of you? Mm. Um, yeah, well, they approached me and asked me to apply. Um, so I wasn't just given the job on a silver platter. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, it gave me a bit of confidence because I knew that people had confidence in me. Um, however, it's definitely a battle. I think often you have um, that, I always forget the name of it, uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, I haven't been to more college and done a master's of theology. I've done a diploma of theology. Um, I'm young. I don't have years and years and years of life experience. And so I think doubts do come into it. But I think I just need to remind myself and um, sort of get heavenly perspective again of that God has put me here. Um, and when I look at how I got into the position, it wasn't me. Like, I didn't ask for it. I, I again, I didn't want the job. I, I applied because I, you know, when Pat approached me, I said no. I was like, why would I do that? Um, and then it just stayed in my heart again. And then I was like, no, God, I'm not going to apply because I won't get the job. I don't want to do this. And he said, well, didn't say, but he made it pretty clear to me that he, he was like, no, let me be in control because um, if you apply, it's my, in my hands, not yours. So I applied and then I got the job and then I was rattled because I was like, oh, I didn't expect this to be how it went. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's been an interesting journey and I think confidence wanes, it comes and goes, um, but I just have to rely on the reality that it's God doing this, not me. What are some of the challenges in... Mm being in ministry, particularly in ministering to youth, because presumably a lot of the work you're doing is sort of with high schoolers, if I've understood it correctly, and young adults. What are some of the particular challenges mm. that you're facing in that particular area of ministry at the moment, do you think? So to be honest, I primarily do most of my ministry to young adults because our team is so large. Um, we look. I look after the young adults so that they can look after the youth. And I only really come... In, like I see them on a Friday night, I try and get to know the kids, but um, I really only come in contact with them when maybe something goes wrong. <laughs> um, so challenges in ministering to young adults 
is that they're young adults um, and they're young adults trying to be leaders and they're figuring out their life because, you know, there's two circles. There's your Christian life and then there's leadership and there's a different expectation uh, when you step into leadership. And I think often what happens in the church is these two become one and we assume that maybe I become a Christian and then I become a youth leader um, and then they sort of become linked. And I think at the moment, a huge, a huge battle of ours uh, that we've been sort of facing or a challenge has been trying to separate those and be like, you know, if you can't, if you're, you know, not exhibiting the qualities of a leader right now, if that is something that, you know, you need to work towards and you're not quite there, it is okay to just put on the Christian hat and to not be a leader and to do, you know, and to work through your sin and work through all these things before stepping into leadership. Um, and that's a challenge because, you know, these are 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds trying to figure out adulthood, trying to figure out life, experimenting, trying to, like, just figure it all out. And then they're stepping into a leadership role over youth. And so that is always a challenge in discipling them and ministering to them and giving them grace, but also knowing when to sort of say, okay, like, maybe now it's not the time to lead um, and things like that. That's always a challenge. Uh, and it's definitely been an interesting one this year, especially coming out of the COVID season where I think for a lot of young adults that was a really hard time and it was a time where mm. perhaps God fell to the wayside because uh, they were just trying to figure out how to do life <laughs> in such a weird and unique season. And so I think we're experiencing the ramifications of that a lot. Mm. Uh, as you talk to some of the sort of, you know, 20 to 21 year olds and uh, they're starting to possibly, you know, aspire to um, maybe going to college even for a year, maybe doing some part-time theological college, maybe thinking about doing ministry, um, mm. you know, how do those conversations play out for you um, in terms of the conversations that you're having with them about their aspirations in the ministry? I've had, like, to be honest, I haven't had heaps and heaps of those conversations. I've had a few. Um, and what's really cool is we have an internship program at our church where they can be on staff and do Bible college at the same time. And so a lot of my conversations revolve around that because that's an easy option for them. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess those conversations, like, they're really awesome. I love talking to people about ministry and stepping into it. Um, and I love seeing people just giving it a go as well. Um, and especially I love the internship program because it means that people can actually give ministry a go and see whether it's a gifting of theirs rather than, you know, spending a lot of time um, at Bible college preparing for ministry and then sort of stepping into it and realizing that perhaps they don't have the, the skills or the gifting to do that. And so I spent a lot of time, well, for one, we have three youth interns. So I look after, help look after them. And so, uh, yeah, I guess I haven't actually had a conversation with somebody who's decided fully that they're going to step into ministry. But I think that I love empowering people to think about going to Bible college because it definitely changed my life and the way that I read the word and experience God. Um, but I think it's not a huge culture at my church. And so it's something that like few people are interested in. And um, 
it's just about, you know, encouraging them and empowering them. And especially I'm passionate about empowering women to do so as well, um, that it's an option for them. It's been so cool talking, Emma. Before we talk about what's next for you potentially in the next couple of years and what you're thinking with your education mm-hmm. degree and all that, just got a bit of a niche question. You mentioned you had some prophetic words spoken over you. Mm. I know there are people that sit differently on the, the role of gifts today, but personally as a continuationist, I want to talk about this. What what was like some of those words, those prophetic words, and how did they, mm. what role do they, do they have slash do they have right yeah. now in encouraging onward in your mm. ministry? So there are a couple specific ones, and then there are a lot of ones that sort of just blur together. Um, and I think people just sort of speaking into me saying, I think you'd be really good as a youth minister or even the fact that from a really young age, I think I was 12 when I started worship leading at my church <laughs> and I had a guy like encouraging me in, in that gifting and pushing me towards leadership and leading at church. Yeah, I can't really see what she saw, but she had a vision of um, like a real fire in my stomach and I sing and um. She said, like, I'm not talking about your singing voice. She's like, I'm talking about your voice. Like, there is a voice in you, a fire in you that needs to come out um, and it needs to be uh, shared. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's different. Um, so lots of things like that. Um, and then, you know, being encouraged when, you know, I think I hmm. have from a young age, I think, had a bit more wisdom than I should, <laughs> definitely from the Lord, <laughs> um, not from me. And so I think even those things, those signs of just things that are beyond me and beyond where I'm actually at uh, showed me that God was leading me towards this area. But again, like even though those things were spoken over me, I didn't think I would be in ministry. Um, but classic God, just sort of throwing spanners in the works. <laughs> yeah wow that's super interesting mm. what is next for emma sibley i know you mentioned you're finishing off your education degree mm-hmm. even still is what, what yeah what are you thinking next few years continue doing mm. at, at st paul's castle hill mm. at the moment i think yeah i'll continue working at st paul's doing youth ministry um and then i'll yeah and i'll continue to finish my uni degree um I was saying to Aaron and Patty before that I finished half my degree at the end of this semester, which is very exciting because I wouldn't say uni is a passion of mine. (laughs) I just want to get it done because I was saying to them, I really want to do more Bible college study. I feel like only like for my professional development and also because I love learning about the Bible um, and God. And so um, a goal of mine is to, in the next couple of years, begin an advanced diploma of theology, which then I can move into a master's eventually. So essentially, I don't know where God is leading me, but I know, I, you know, you might hear it here first, and I might listen to this podcast in a few, like 10, 15 years' time and be thankful that I said this, but I don't, although ministry is really difficult, and there's a part of me that's like, I don't think I could do this for the rest of my life, there is something in me that signifies that I may be doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm happy about that or not. Um, I love ministry, but it is challenging. Uh, but I love keeping my options open as well because I do have a passion for education and I would love to use that in some point. And I believe that God will use all of this different training 
in some regard, um, whether it be that I'm a school teacher or a missionary or a chaplain or just using my education degree to help, you know, build education programs in youth ministry or ministry in general. Um, I think for me, it is really up in the air what I'll actually end up doing. But I think my experience of God just weaving this beautiful tapestry of my life makes me really confident that that will be continued to be weaved and I don't need to worry about where he's leading me because I know that he's faithful and that he will see me through and he'll do exactly what he wants to do in me. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, it's been so good talking to you, Emma. I really appreciate all your words and it's been really encouraging hearing your story and as it evolves, it's still many years, God willing, to come. Mm. Would you finish up, though, with just a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's considering aspiring into ministry? With where you're at now, what would you say to that person who's thinking about it, particularly youth men, if they're thinking about aspiring to that? Mm. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to aspire to ministry. Um, Like it's beautiful to want to serve God in that way. but continue getting to know him and continue just like really delving into relationship with God. I know, I know that may not be super like, you know, pursuing ministry, but I think like your relationship with God is so important. It is everything. It is your life. Um, and doing that will show you where your calling is, getting to know him, reading his word, speaking with him, trusting him, will he'll lead your steps. And so if you're, you know, yearning to go to be a youth minister or to be any type of minister, that's a good yearning, but just continue to like bring that to God and seek him in his word because when you seek him, he will show you what he, what, what he has for you. I believe that. And so, um, yeah, as much I think I, I love the idea of aspiring to ministry, uh, but I would warn you against not letting that, that idea consume you so much that it overshadows mm-hmm. your personal, intimate relationship with the Father who loves mm-hmm. you so much that he would save you from death to life. And I think remind yourself of the gospel every single day because it changes everything um Hmm. and yeah just keep taking those steps in faith you make such a good point emma we don't want to worship ministry itself we want to worship the minister yeah jesus himself and we're just trying to model him and and know him Mm. and love him and and let that be an outflow in our ministry so i think that's a helpful reminder thank you so much hey emma thanks so much for joining us really appreciate your time on the aspire podcast uh would God bless you and keep you in the years to come and, and want to use you powerfully and, and hold him close. And I just pray to give you wisdom as well about what, what is next for you mm, in the coming thank years. You. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Aspire podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast and want others to consider aspiring towards ministry, would you consider leaving us a review? Until next time.